BHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calibaloo, you ask? Magic, from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been around my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who Who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously, is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. Don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. In this week's episode of KB Cabaret, we have the band Last Call and special comedy troupe Moose Pie. Starring our own two Johns, John Carey and John Montgomery, along with Dave Adams, Bonnie DeForest, and Dave Merrill. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple a good cup of coffee soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. And now KB Cabaret presents Advice with Granny Ada, Parlor City's cherished advice columnist. Dear Granny Ada, I am upset and I'm writing to you to settle this argument once and for all. I have moved in with my daughter and son-in-law five years ago. They live in a nice 800-square-foot, one-level, three-bed, two-and-a-half-bath home, and we all seem to be getting along well. Then my granddaughter was born. I love her to pieces. She calls me mom-mom, and I took care of her while my son-in-law and daughter were at work. Two years ago... My daughter decided to be a stay-at-home mom. That's when she started becoming annoying. I was fine with little Marjorie, my granddaughter, for three years. Now, for two years, Mommy has taken over. We both give her baths and take turns feeding her and sometimes even play together, but there seems to be this separate bond that I am deliberately left out of. I can't explain it. But I told my daughter that I am Marjorie's mom-mom, and she has only been mom for two years. Marjorie is being turned against me. 
When it comes to discipline, my daughter said she has the upper hand. Well, that's just not right. She says she makes the rules and I'm to comply, but that's not right either. My son-in-law seems to be siding with my daughter, but I know he is on my side. What am I to do, Granny I'm losing my baby. Signed, Baby Love. Dear Baby, how delightful. You are living with your daughter and son-in-law, and now you find you're a grandmother, not a mom-mom. Well, dear, I hate to break it to you, but you are the grandmother. This baby is part of your family, yes, but you did not give birth to her. Your daughter did. She's the mother. I do not believe you would have liked anyone taking over your daughter when she was in your care as a child. You should have had first rights. So here is my solution. Keep your trap shut. Try to find some hobbies. Knitting, playing cards, going to a movie, join a club, or go to the senior center. I'm sure your daughter will ask you to babysit Marjorie when she needs to go out. You still play together, give baths together, and feed Marjorie, so you should be happy. Yours is not a place to discipline the grandchild. Children should not be disciplined anyway. They should be guided with meaningful lessons. This is a time to teach, not to punish. Get a life, dear, and life will in turn be much more satisfying. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada. Right here, Beulah. Ladies and gentlemen, Parlor City chef extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps. I am so excited. I see that. What's going on? My son is here visiting this week, and he has agreed to come on to the show. That's wonderful. Isn't he a chef as well? That's right, honey. He works as a sous chef in the Massachusetts area. Well, where is he? He's bringing over a dish that he's created. I'll let him explain when he gets here. Mama, where are you? Right here, Polly. What do you say, ladies? What do you say? <laughs> I think I'm speechless. Well, maybe not. Welcome, Polly. Why, thank you. It's nice to be back in charming Polly City, where all the ladies are obviously beautiful. <laughs> oh, Polly always had a way with the ladies. <laughs> I see you had the boys help you with a lot of groceries, too. Well, ladies, I bring to you a favorite of mine from the island of Massachusetts. I can't wait. You're going to love this. Tell her, Polly. Shrimp with white cornmeal sauce and tequila. I see the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Oh, wow, that sounds amazing. What is great is that it is so easy to prepare. Some shrimp, cheese, vegetables, bacon, which is always welcome, and this here lovely tequila. Now, I prefer to drink the higher brand, where you can drink it neat. 
It's better tasting for the recipe as well, although there, I'm not so fussy. Explain what you mean by higher brand and neat. Well, first we'll have to have a drink from a glass called a cabarito. Which means little horse in Spanish. One for you, Mama. Oh, thank you, dear. One for you, Bree. Oh, no, Polly. This time I have to say no. That's pretty strong stuff, and I'm on air. Okay. So this one's mine. And this third glass. <laughs> well, I guess that's two for me. Here's to you. Salute. <laughs> Salute. <laughs> ah, now that's neat. I don't have to try to get rid of an after bitter taste because of the purity. That's why it's neat. And it is room temperature. Most times, the sub-quality brands have to be served ice cold so you don't get a bitter aftertaste. Now, this is from pure 100% agave plant and slowly fermented. This gives the tequila its neat or smoother taste. Right, Mama? <laughs> One for you, Mama. Thank you, dear. And two for me. Are you sure you don't want one, Brie? Um, no, thanks. Well, suit yourself. Anyway, these babies need to ferment a few years, not just a few months like the Blancos. Ah, this is the good stuff. You betcha, the extra anillo aged a minimum of three years in oak barrels. This one aged six years. Oh, smooth. Yes, Mama pours some of this baby over the shrimp, and you got yourself a little fiesta going on in your mouth. Oh, lay. <laughs> I hate to be the pooper of your party, but didn't you have a recipe you wanted to share with us, Polly? Why, no. My apologies, Bree. Bree? Did I say your name twice? <laughs> <laughs> no, dears. The recipe. What are you making? Tell Bree, honey. Where you butterfly the shrimp and you stuff it with the queso franco. <laughs> See, just like this. <gasps> oh, my gosh, Polly. You sliced yourself. Oh. Oh. And I'll wrap it up in bacon. It's all good. Oh, my baby's gonna die. Nope. Eula, he'll be fine. Oh, oh, my poor, poor little boy. Oh, oh, poorly baby, you're bleeding. You're gonna bleed to death. Oh, take me, not my son. Oh, here, no. here, let us try and put a towel on your finger since we don't want any more bleeding on the shrimp. Boys, can I have the first aid kit and call the medics? We need to give the shrimp a drink. I hear you are, little shrimper. Have a shot of tequila. Shalom. Polly, you've had enough. <laughs> My daddy and me can hold our shots, madam. Daddy, where are you, daddy? Oh, Polly. <laughs> Boys, just take them both to the green room. The medics will treat Polly there. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Beulah, best go with your son. Boys, take him with you. Mm-hmm. Well, then, <clears throat> I would like to thank our guest, Beulah, and her son, Polly, for bringing this delicious Mexican dish to our show. To be fair, we shall post this recipe, Shrimp with Tequila and White Cornmeal Sauce, on our website under Beulah's Recipe Bar. Look for it on kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot C-O-M. 
I'm here in studio with members of Last Call, a popular band here in upstate New York, Triple Cities area. On Facebook, it would be called Last Call 607. The band consists of Tim Bodeker, Marlene Bodeker, Rich Dixon, Danny Proctor, Ron Clark, and Mike Cook. In studio with me here today are Tim Bodeker, his wife Marlene, and their guitar and keyboard player, Rich Dixon. Welcome to the studio. I'm certainly enjoying your songs. You know, how long have you been together? Um, well, we started in 1991, a couple of guys who had gotten out of another band called The Revivers. Now, do you have any CDs that you have been recording? Um, we're just working on the second one right now. That was done... 98. Uh, 98. That's how long ago. And it's just recently um, we had... I wanted to get back in the studio. We had been putting it off, and I finally met a guy named Fred Schofield who has a small studio who was excited about recording the stuff, and thanks to Fred, we're now back in the studio recording. The Rain is a very touching song written by Rich Dixon and lyrics by Tim Bodeker. Tell us a little something about this. Well, Rain in April was written by Rich. Um, when we write, well, what we'll do is I'll put down a rhythm, an acoustic rhythm and a vocal, and then I'll just give that recording to Rich. A lot of times he'll just, and he'll put down parts that he wants to do. With the Rain in April, um, Rich Rich wrote the song. It was complete. He put drum parts on it and guitar parts and everything on top of the piano part and just gave it to me and said, you know, what do you, whatever you want to write about it. When I listened to it, I uh, immediately felt that it was a duet to me and um since he let me just write about whatever i want i just decided to write about a uh, two people who want to be together but can't be together because they're both with someone else and just kind of went from there and i had to write marlene's vocal part also um when i decided to make it a duet that was kind of the biggest challenge for me was having to put down the female part on my top of my range, which would be the bottom of Marlene's range. So uh, other than that, I mean, Rich wrote the song. Talking lonely now 
Welcome to What's the Different, the game show that offers a different challenge each week. And here's the star of the show, Didi France. Thank you, and welcome to this week's edition of What's the Different, where the object of our game is to guess which item is different from the others. Last week's contestants had to identify different pathogenic microorganisms without the use of a microscope. This week's challenge will be trying to distinguish different sounds. Now, let's meet our contestants. First, from the metropolis of Binghamton, New York, Quentin Worthington. And from the town of Sanitaria Springs, New York, Ed Sorvinsky. Our third contestant also hails from Sanitaria Springs, New York, Steve Sorvinsky. And finally, from Sanitaria Springs, New York, Bruno Sorvinsky. Welcome, gentlemen. I can't help but notice that three of you have the same last name and all come from the same town. So you must be related to each other. No, no, no I don't know. No, never seen these guys. Okay, well, before we begin our game, I'm sure the audience would like to know a little bit about each of you. First, let's find out what our contestants do for a living. Quentin. Well, Dee Dee, I work with people who are mentally, emotionally, or physically disabled. In my spare time, I teach karate to troubled teens. I hold a 25th degree black belt. And I read to the children in cancer ward at several of the local hospitals. Thank you, Quentin. Our next contestant is Ed. Hi, my name is Ed, <laughs> but you already knew that. Well, I'm the gas station attendant at the Stop and Rob on the corner of 3rd and Main. Come on down and get your gas, because we got the cheapest in town. And it's full service, too. We'll wash your windshield, check the air in your tires, and the antifreeze all at no extra charge. Just tell them Ed sent you, and we'll throw in a free oil change if you come in on February 30th. And in my spare time, I like to rotate the tires on my mother-in-law 89 Buick, just to keep in practice. Uh, you mind if I, I give a shout-out to my mother-in-law? Uh, hi, Mrs. Sorvinsky! Sounds fascinating. Our next contestant, I'm sorry, sir, I'm not sure how to pronounce your name. Steve. Steve. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, Miss French, I'm the mop-up guy at the Honey Dipper Sanitary Service of Sanitaria Springs. We have the most sanitary septic system in the city, sister. We sanitize your sewer in seconds. Just call 676-6765 for the sanitary service several citizens in Sanitaria Springs scream for. And in my spare time, I make obscene phone calls to Roto-Rooter. That's wonderful. Our last contestant is Bruno. What? Oh, oh, yeah. Well, um, I'm I'm currently between jobs in my spare time, which I have a lot of. I'm, I'm waiting for my big break on American Idol. <laughs> I'm going to buy my wife a pair of them, them pink fuzzy slippers, and I'm going to pay off the double wide. Well, it seems we have a real variety of professions represented here. Well, if you want a representative of the oldest profession, I can call my sister up on stage. Hey, Brenda! Well, maybe later. <laughs> Now, gentlemen, tell us a little bit about your educational background. Quentin. I have doctorate degrees in medicine, quantum physics, and ancient languages. Plus, I can read hieroglyphics. I was also the youngest person to graduate from MIT. And Ed? W well, I thought about going to college. Steve. Uh, on Saturdays, I watch college football on TV. Bruno. Well, uh, I give it the old college try with my wife every night. <laughs> As you know, contestants, tonight all your winnings will be donated to the charity of of your choice. So, Quentin, tell the audience where your winnings will go. 
I'd like my winnings donated to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, where I serve on the board of directors. Ed, how about you? Tires for the Homeless. That's sponsored by the Stop and Rob on the corner of 3rd and Main. We'll come on down and get your gas, because we got it the cheapest in town. And it's full service, too. We'll wash your windshield. Thank and- you, Ed. <laughs> and, Steve, what charity have you designated to receive your winnings? Social services. And Bruno. What? Oh, oh, oh. Well, I- I'm keeping the money. What? Hey. What? I, I donate to the sperm bank every week, twice if I'm feeling really generous. All those worthy causes will be very appreciative of your donations, I think. Now, let's get to our game. We play three rounds, each worth $100, plus a bonus round, which is worth $200. In each round, you will hear four sounds. Your challenge is to identify what's the different sound. Contestants, are you ready to play our game? Uh, Bring it on. Yeah, I'm ready. Then here's the first round. Quentin. A fart. That's right. Now for round two. Quentin. The fart again. You're right again. Now let's hear round three. Quentin. The fart. You're correct once more. Congratulations, Quentin. Gentlemen, are you ready for the bonus round? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do it. In this round, the sounds are similar but not identical. You'll have to listen very closely this time, so clean out your ears and tell us what's the different sound. Steve. Moo! No, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Bruno. What? Oh, oh, oh. The meow. (laughs) No, that's not right either. Ed. The moo. No, that's still not the correct answer. Quentin, it's up to you. Can you tell us what's the different sound? I'm not going to play this game anymore. The different sound is always the same. Quentin, remember, the Make-A-Wish Foundation won't receive anything if you forfeit the game. Think of those poor children. Just answer the question. It's a fart, just like it has been all evening. You must buzz in with your answer, Quentin. A fart. You're right. Congratulations. You've won every round of tonight's game for a grand total of $500. And our runners-up each receive the usual $5,000 consolation prize for playing our game. And that's all the time we have tonight. Join us next week when our contestants will have to identify subatomic particles of a quart on What's the Difference? I'm leaving. This is bull. Just Got Back from Heaven has a very interesting background. Tim, why don't you tell us a little bit how you came up with this song? I had this dream. Just Got Back from Heaven, is it's about a dream I had that I, I, in the dream, I show up at this bar, and the bar is called Heaven, and there's all these dead famous people that are hanging out in the bar, and I'm just moving around in the bar, watching things go on, and... um after I had the dream, I woke up the next morning and wrote it all down just because it was so interesting. And I was like, I'll never remember this. So I wrote it all down. And I tried to adapt some music to it later on. I was trying to write to it because I really liked it. And I thought there's got to be something here. But I couldn't get anything written to it 
that I, that would work. So I put it in my notebook of lyrics. And um, I was we had went out for wings one night and came back to my house and our old one of our old roadies Ed Davis was there. And I was working on a song at that time, which I had the music for, but I didn't have any lyrics for. I didn't know what I wanted to sing to it. So I was playing the song, and I was getting kind of frustrated. And Ed's just sitting there going through my notebook full of lyrics. And he picked up what would end up being Just Got Back From Heaven. And he said, wow, this is really cool. What is this? And I told him it was about a dream that I'd had. And he said, you know, why don't you try this? And he literally threw it at me. So I sat down and I and what I was working on at that time happened to actually work with it. Home and swimming pool. 
next series, called Nursing Home Thug, is something that KP Cabaret has tried to experiment with. When you hear this particular story, you are asked then afterward to go to kbcabaret.com and vote how you want it to continue. The story will be up to the majority of the audience of how they want the show to change. We will give you two choices on kbcabaret.com. You choose the ending you wish by pressing the button. Go to kbcabaret.com, that's K-B-K-A-R-B-A-R-E-T dot C-O-M. Thank you for playing. And now, the nursing home thug. Hello, Mrs. Waring. My name is Mike O'Connors, and I'd like to welcome you to Sunnyview Retirement Assisted Care Facility. Our goal here is to provide a warm, caring, and safe environment for all our residents. We have a great staff that goes above and beyond to make your future with us an exciting adventure. Cut the small talk, Mikey. Well, well here at Sunnyview... I look, I wasn't comatose when he drove up to this turd barn. All I saw was a highway out back in the delivery end of the shopping mall across from the main entrance. Sunnyview, my ass. Now, Mrs. Waring... Now, Maud. My name is Maud. Yes, of course. Maud. <clears throat> uh, Maud, perhaps you should... Should what? Shut the hell up? Lie in my bed and pass away peacefully in my sleep like the rest of these losers? Now, Kiss now... Kiss my patootie. This joint ain't gonna hold me for long, and we both know it, Sonny. It's not a prison, Mrs. It's Waring. It's Maud. Right, Maud. When's dinner? Not for another two hours, I'm afraid. Well, I'm hungry now. And I'm not waiting to eat that crap 
you call food. I'm ordering it from Terry's Taco. Yeah, ha, ha. That'll be a real treat for your nurse's aides later. Hoo-hoo. I can't stop you, but we can advise you to eat healthy. Our meals here are delicious, and they're prepared by certified chefs. Do you eat here? Actually, no. I usually eat at home, but I assure you, you that... you think so, take me to my room. Of course. Nurse, take Mrs. Waring to her room, please. Yes, sir. Here we go, Mrs. Waring. Let's go get you settled into your new room. I really think you're going to like it here. I sincerely doubt that. Besides, I ain't going to be here long, so don't any of you get any bright ideas, got it? The only one you might have to worry about is Ruby. Yeah? Uh, Who's Ruby? You'll find out. Well, we'll see about this Ruby girl. And don't think you're going to be able to push me around either. Wouldn't think anything of the sort. Ah, here's your room, Mrs. Waring. Now I have to go to the nurse station, but I'll be back in a few minutes to help you get comfortable. Here's the TV remote. Yee, smells like somebody dropped heat. I'm sorry. That must be Mr. Wilson next door. We'll take care of that. That's nothing. Just wait till later. What? Oh, nothing, dear. I'll be right back. Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Good. She's gone. Maybe I'll just take me a little stroll down the hall and scope this place out. Hmm. Cafeteria's over there. Hey, the staff rec hall, even better. Okay, not bad. Games, weights. Woohoo! You'd think they'd know better than to leave a dart game lying around. Come to Mama. Does Maud take the darts and smuggle them back to her room? Or does the nurse foil her attempt by suddenly walking unsuspectingly into the rec room and offer to take Maud on a tour of the facility? Go to kbcabaret.com and vote for your choice. The next song that we're going to be hearing is Megan. And Megan, I believe, is your granddaughter? That was written 25 years ago. Megan is now 25 years old. And it was written the day after she was born. Um, It was one of those deals where I went. She was the first grandchild in the family, um, my sister's daughter. And we went to the hospital, to the baby room, to see the babies. And I just sat there looking at her, and I just had all these thoughts going through my head about her, who her family is, who she's going to meet, what she's going to go through, you know, what her life's going to be like. I want you to know 
someday you're gonna get older Make your mama proud She did the same before you And someday grandma will tell you how Take a look at grandpa You make him smile so easily Strength from him will get you through Wisdom if you need Ain't it funny how life begins So innocent Like the warm hand of a good friend When you need it Little Megan you wrote so Everybody to the morning meeting of the Pets Anonymous behind Butch Co's Butcher Shop on Birch Boulevard. My name is Duke. I'm a German Shepherd Rottweiler mix. Okay, okay, the meeting will come to order. Gus, will you please read the Pets Anonymous steps? I'm Gus, 
of a beagle. Number one, we admit we are powerless over our humans. Number two, come to believe that a power greater than our humans can restore us to sanity. Number three, we're entirely ready to understand the defects of character which our humans are born with. Thank you, Pets Anonymous. Anybody have any announcements? Yeah, Ruff. Yeah, I do. Uh, my name is Ruff, and uh, I'm a mutt. Uh, there'll be a Valentine's fundraiser next week. Uh, you know, we've been talking about this for a while. And uh, if you have a human you want to send a heart to, uh, go over and see Buddy. It was a successful fundraiser for PA last year, and we had lots of fun. Let's make it even bigger and better this year. Uh, the sign-up sheets are posted on the floor next to the potty pads over there. Any other announcements? Okay. Then uh, would somebody uh, like to bring up a topic? Yes. We'd like to bring up a topic. Oh, okay. Coco, you got the floor. Uh, I am Coco, a French poodle. And I have a problem with loud noises and I don't know what to do. I've been lucky it's a light winter. I know. And last week when we had the snowstorm, I acted foolishly. The snowplow trucks were out at night plowing. I got scared and ran to the bedroom and hid under the bed. My human tried to calm me down, but I was shivering and couldn't get over the fright. I should be protecting my human, you know. I am so ashamed. Hey, Fido, you want to share? Yeah. <clears throat> yes, uh, my name is Fido and I'm a Hungarian pulley. I had a similar situation. It was really windy, you know? The kind that makes your fur roll around like a tumbleweed. You know the kind. And it was right before bedtime. Kind of dark. My human says, out, there's a good boy, out. And I just stand there, out on the porch, frozen, not knowing what to do. But thanks to this program, I tried to overcome my fears and walk straight out to the grass. Even though my heart was pounding, I did it. My human and I were both proud. Well, we have a new member. Uh, I think uh, she'll introduce herself, okay? Hi, I'm Lady. I'm an Irish setter. And I have been coming to this room listening to your stories for a month now. It is funny how we share similar stories here that maybe only we understand in this group. Our dear humans sometimes don't get it. This topic of fear speaks right to me, you know. I want to please my human, but I have this fear of wet surfaces. I just don't like to step onto a wet surface. This especially is difficult when it's raining outside and I'm told to go out. There is this terrible conflict in me. This I know I have to do my business outside, but my inner fear tells me to either hold for hours or secretly go down to the basement. I have gone down to the basement on several occasions without being caught. It just takes one time. The humiliation. Oh, there, there. We've all been through it. This is why we encourage sponsors to guide you through situations like this one. Rova, pass the sheet of sponsor phone numbers along to our new members. We have time for one more. 
Sammy, would you like to share? Certainly. Hi, I'm Sammy, and I'm a shit through. Uh, I'm kind of the old timer here with the Pets Anonymous. When I first started coming here, well, actually, it wasn't here at the dumpster, but down at the fire hydrants over an old cab. <laughs> but I digress. You know, we all have our fears. I have many fears, some that I faced and some that I'm still dealing with. It all comes down to communication. Our humans are sometimes so short-sighted. They don't understand how difficult it is for us to deal with nature. There's all the outside world. That's why I come to the dumpster to read the literature. I deal with everything one day at a time, sometimes an hour at a time. I let my higher power guide me through the shit through we got to get through. Well, it's time to end the meeting. Thank you all for sharing. Will all those who care to please say with me the Pets Anonymous Serenity Prayer? Grant me the serenity to chase the things I cannot catch, the courage to choose the things I can, and the wisdom to know when not to bark. Thanks for the great meeting, everybody. See you next week. The final selection that we will be listening to is called I Just Got the Feeling. Tim, tell me a little bit about this because I have a feeling you and I share the same inspirations. It's it's about the inspiration that you get to write a song. And like for me, like when I sometimes I have songs come to me at the wrong time, like when I'm driving and I have an idea for a lyric and a melody and I and I'm not anywhere where I can put it down. I literally used to call my answering machine sometimes and just go, you know, C, D, G, C sharp, you know, and just to know so I wouldn't forget what I had in my head. Um, But I just got the feelings really just about like getting a song when you get the inspiration to write it and finishing it and getting it down while you still have the inspiration because it doesn't. I've sat down to try and write songs and if. If the inspiration isn't there, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Um, I know some people can do that. They could sit down and write five songs in an hour, but I, I don't work that way. I just got the feeling again. It's right before my eyes And it rolls right down and then It's just once in a while No combination I can dial Baby, I just got the feeling again
I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you all very much for being here on our show. Again, this is Last Call with our guests today, Tim Bodeker, Marlene Bodeker, and Rich Dixon. Thanks again. Well, folks, that's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. I want to thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer, who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up with our climbing number of over 14,000 listeners that we are generating live on this show, our podcast, and on iTunes. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. to have you and share our parlor city come back again now to kb cabaret